was like, man, it's crazy. Like six months ago, let's say as an example, at the time I was like, it, I was aiming to achieve that in five years because I thought I wouldn't be ready until five years. But then once you actually do it, you can accomplish it way faster than you think. Like, so like the five-year goal, I was like, what if you can accomplish your five-year goals in six months? And even if you don't, you'll be a lot farther ahead if you come in with that mindset. If you're just like, I can do this in like six months or like three months instead of like five years, 10 years. And I'm glad because or else I'd still be at that job thinking in four years, I'll be able to do it. <laughs> Damn. And check you out, man. You're over, you're out here traveling already, man. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, it's, it's, it's really cool because uh, I was actually just outside this like super nice property um, right here where I'm at. And uh, there's actually horses on the property. And uh, before I hopped on this call, I just like, I, 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 I don't know the horses too well. So I'm trying to be friends with the horses. So like, I'm just picking up like uh, grass, like long socks of grass and just feeding it to them and slowly becoming horses, uh, friends with the horses. So it's just fun being on the property like this and like doing something different, you know, like back home, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, and then hop on the car right after. Dude, that's, that's some super gangster stuff, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I Today, I have three amazing guests. Um, you know, I'm, I actually went to high school with one of my guests here, and it was actually very interesting to see. He went to a university that was close to where I was living, and he was getting into personal development. And then I would hear people saying, hey, Jim went to like your toast. Like, he, like Jim came to Toastmasters last week. I'm like, Jim, what? I'm like, oh, this Jim guy. And then my mentor is like, yeah, I had a conversation with Jim. I'm like, I don't even really know Jim. And I went to school with this guy. And then we finally met up and went on a hike together. And then, um, you know, you know, we had some other people there as well. And I see them, I see him do some really dope stuff. I got Augusto here, Augusto. He um, wakes up early as well, doing some really awesome things with Jim. And, and I also have Priscilla. Priscilla is actually... Um, with Jim, they're a couple, and also Priscilla does her own thing and specifically has her own business, which is really dope. So we're going to dive deeper into those things and about their entrepreneurial journey. So today's going to be more of like a discussion, less of like an interview style. So those who want to jump in, just jump in. It's just kind of like we're all just hanging out. And this is like a discussion we'd be having anyway. But one thing I do want to know, because I don't have the answer to this, like, uh, what what was it for you that got you on your personal development journey? Like for me, I was very fortunate enough to have somebody introduce this to me when I was at a very low part of my life. So um, I want to know, like, what got you where you're at today? I'll go first on answering that. And it was actually just like the the different it was like you have a path, right? Either you develop yourself or you don't develop yourself. And uh, when you think about it, like every decision either develops you or doesn't develop you. Um, so there's like a, a bunch of different metaphors or like life situations that's happened to, to me. But one time I was actually um, in Utah with Priscilla and we were overlooking this like Grand Canyon looking place. And the, the cool thing about it, the story was that the river passed by there for so long. And then sometimes some seasons it's even stronger and it just destroys its path over over centuries and and thousands and thousands of years that has been there so just every day it's just destroying its path and it's making this beautiful like kind of like a like a like a, a deep path for the rivers to flow it's just going deep and deep and deep so every day it's just always improving and looking so nice so when i was there i was like man this is crazy our, all our decisions can either create something beautiful like this or not um and then just looking at that path that has just been created every day. I'm like, dude, I got to create it every day. Even if it's hard, you got to like break the path. But when I was at my job too, I was like, if I don't develop myself, someone's going to tell me what to do forever. And they're going to try to develop me. So if, if I don't develop myself, life is going to develop me however it wants. So then I'd rather develop myself. That's how I started off. Just like, it's, it's the hard way or, or my way. Like, how can I do it so like life doesn't have to teach me in its own way? Yeah, that's pop. So what did you do after that? You just started like looking up on, on YouTube or like what was the next moves after you had came to that realization? 
it was actually Facebook groups. Um, I kind of told Priscilla about this, but like, I was really into Facebook groups, like, uh, going into a Facebook group, really learning about what somebody's teaching in that Facebook group and then, uh, executing on it. So like, I, I went into a couple of Facebook groups where they taught you about social media or digital marketing. And, uh, once I was in that Facebook group, I would just like try to learn as much as possible and then implement it. So then I just bought a bunch of courses and things when I was at my nine to five. Um, like a lot of the things looking back, it didn't really make much sense why I bought it. But then, uh, there was that first purchase or that second purchase that like eventually got me to like seeing like money come in from on the internet pretty much. So like just buying stuff online helped me eventually like sell stuff online. So just like, that's just that inflow outflow type of thing where you're, if you're, if you're doing something in a space, you're actively in it then things are going to come your way from that space. Awesome. Gangster shit. What about you, Priscilla? Um, well, the start of like my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Or like personal development, if they're two different. Oh, personal development. Yeah. Right. So I felt like, yeah, I felt like mine's came shortly after Jim because Jim is the type of person that kind of thinks big and out of the box And I felt like for me after college and even me being like in a really traditional Asian family um, and in in some extent I could relate to like Jim too. We would talk and we'd be like in some extent they like his parents wanted him to go to college too and wanted him to have like this, you know, stable nine to five job and entrepreneurial life isn't something like, you know, like commonly done in the Asian household or anything like that. So I felt like when Jim sort of brought up the idea that he wanted to start up a business, I was like, that's interesting. Like I never actually thought of that and what that, you know, could lead to. And, um, I'm glad that, uh, we're able to do it together. So he kind of shortly, you know, um, started discovering these opportunities on Facebook and mentors and things like that. And I was still in my nine to five and I was just watching him, you know, build his business while he was doing his nine to five. And it really started inspired me to also want to do more with my life too, because at that time I was really just, you know, kind of getting by and just like getting, you know, paid at my like $15 an hour job, being a marketing coordinator straight out of college with like, you know, um, like $20,000 in student debt. And I was like, what am I doing? It's like this, how am I going to ever be able to save up anything for, you know, what I want to, you know, basically achieve. So, um, so yeah, so I, uh, essentially kind of saw how he started building, um, his own digital marketing agency through the mentors that he invested and I was really intrigued and I really want to learn more. So, um, so essentially his investments, he, he was very generous and he let me also look at those courses, those programs that he bought. And I started to learn from that and then started being able to build my own digital skills, apply it to not only my nine to five job, but start applying to something I was also passionate about, which was, um, doing influencer marketing. So at the job, I was doing influencer marketing and at, um, offline, I was also wanting to build my Instagram and like my personal brand and things like that. So that's kind of how it like started, like going into like my personal development in terms of like, um, that, and also starting my entrepreneurial journey. That's powerful. Like, um, like having that introduced to you from an outside factor, I I think that's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty common way. And I was actually made a YouTube video about this today in terms of like um, working in a specific job. And I don't think this may not have even been your attention first, like starting out, but working in a specific job and taking the skills you learn from that and then using that later on for like your entrepreneurial journey. Like you got like, you're like, hey, you know, I learned enough here. And then you applied it. And, and from what I heard, Jim was telling me, he's like, yo, Priscilla made like, 30 was it 30k in a month or something like that and you were what 90 days into your business yeah it was extremely fast growth you know like because of Jim's like obviously like his mindset of always pushing me forward like thinking bigger and like you know you can do this you can start your own program you can like be a coach and like you can sell this knowledge of you know what you're already doing in your nine to five 
and also what you're doing offline, getting brand partnerships. So that's essentially what I did. I started off as like a consultant and just getting like a few clients here and there. And that was sort of like my beta. And then afterwards, I got enough results from that, got enough experience. I built out an entire program based on, you know, those sort of investments that gyms had, like the coaching program set up and also um, sales learning experience as well. They, they had a lot of that covered. So yeah, it was really like an eye-opening experience that like money-making opportunities literally everywhere, but you just have to be open enough to receive them. And at my nine to five, when I was literally in that place, I was not open. Like I was just like, I saw what Jim was doing, but I was not open enough to be like, I'm ready to step forth into myself and be my own business owner and like be a coach. Like that was like not in my mindset. But once I was ready and accepting of that, I started being, I started literally, I felt like attracting more in my life. And I really am a huge sort of believer in law of attraction and manifestation. So like the more I'm able to, you know, be positively open about opportunities, I feel like more come to me, even though it might not be immediate, even though the thing, the things that you do might not be like immediate. Um, I feel like they all always manifest in some way or another later on down your life. Well, that's powerful. I, I have a question like um, in terms of like, uh, cause like was Jim talking about this and like leading by example the entire time. And then you were like, Hey, you kind of started to see some, some things starting to click or did you have to hit a low moment to where like, what, like what, what, what are you doing? Like, what was that like? Cause I, yeah, that like a lot of resistance tends to be met when you do that with people that are close to you, right? Yeah, on my, on my end too, it's like she deserves like all the credit because uh, you can give somebody like some like a, a blueprint or a process and you're like, hey, this is a process that works. This is a play that's gonna work if you just run it. And most people aren't gonna run that play, even if it's the best play that they should run or whatever. But like if what happened was she saw the processes that I was given myself from the, the programs, the processes that I was purchasing. And she was able to use those processes and, and use them for herself, which was amazing because I didn't even have to coach her on anything. She just saw, like, it was like a, like she was just seeing from, from the outside, like she's seeing a football game. It's like, okay, this is a play that could work in this game. This is a play I'm going to play in my own game and see how it works. Um, but even if you run that play that is going to work, it's not going to work like right, right away. You have to perfect it. You have to keep doing it over again. So for example, we gave her a really good, uh, kind of like a, a, a tried and tested sales script for her program when she was pretty much hopping on calls about it. And like, I saw her like do the, do the script over and over and over and over and over and over again. Obviously the first time she did it is nothing compared to the last time she did it. And she just did it over and over again until that play was molded into a winning play. Like even if the play right from the beginning was exact same, it has to be created for her and for the game she's playing, it has to be molded and, and built like custom. Like, and she just perfected that one play over and over again um, from the outside. And that's what I like to see, but uh, you can share your perspective, but that's how, what I saw. It was like, she just played that same play until she, she nailed it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think that's, that's kind of how everything is like, you kind of just have to do a lot of it until you perfect it until you, you know, do better. And, and, and things like that, like sales, marketing, um, showing up online, even like what Jim and Auguste is doing, like ClickBank, like Facebook ads, like you just have to continue to perfect, continue to scale, continue to split testing, things like that. Those are all like, I feel like, yeah. And did, so you felt like, so you saw the processes working and like Jim leading by example, did he really force it like, on you or he, I'm sure like, so what I do, right. I talk about a lot of the things that I'm happy about and that's like, it's working. I'm like, this is, this is super awesome. Uh, without doing my best to be overbearing, like you should be doing this and then hammering in. What was the, what was the approach there? Yeah, I felt like there's definitely like, if I'm being honest, there's definitely resistance. Um, just because like my, my thought process, my mindset was never like to obviously like start 
a business of my own. I think it's awesome that he was doing it, but like, I never saw it that I was capable of doing it too. So in the beginning, there was definitely resistance and we were definitely not exactly on the same page. And I think there was this point where we were like, had like a serious conversation where he was like, already left his nine to five. He already had his own business and I was still my nine to five doing my stuff. And it was just like, we, we just had like these two different, like two different paths of life, two different mindset. And we were like, how can we possibly like merge our lives together if we're on these two different paths? So now that we are on this path, it makes so much sense. And we're just really grateful that like, we are able to be like young. We're able to still build up our business and also be entrepreneurs together in our growing stage and be able to, you know, build something of our own. Yeah, that's couples goals right there. When you can have like a entrepreneur, like a relationship, you have your thing, I have my own thing, right? And you guys come together and do some dope shit together. Um, really, really awesome. What about you, Gustav? What got you into personal development? Oh, man. Well, my story is a lot different to theirs. Definitely is. Um, well, two experiences, I would say that that really helped me develop. Um, it would be college and uh as you guys know, I, I was always in the kitchen, so I've always been a chef-like person. So the first experience, obviously, was college. Um, to me, once you go to college, and probably this will be debatable, I've always hated college. I think I've told Jim like 10,000 times how much I've hated it. Because you go in with the mindset that you're going to give you so many good things and be creative, but they really just shut down that creativity. And since I was little, I've always – since I was – can, kid you not I've always had that entrepreneurial mind and I actually showed them a picture where I was selling like since I was like four or five years old I was selling cat in the hat pictures like I would draw them and sell them for a dollar draw them and then in middle school it would be tech decks and candy and all that crap like I would be selling stuff all the time so college when I got in there I was in class literally just sitting my ass down can we cuss can we cuss right yeah yeah cool I was sitting my ass down and I was just looking at the projector and all that <laughs> the, the treatment professors had and I was just sitting down bored like I was like is this is this my life and it was computer science so it was like not an easy you know subject so I was like if I graduate with this crap I'm gonna go into an office I'm going to a cubicle and my mother's always worked with law law office like lawyers and all that crap and I would go in when I was little so I was like that's the journey I'm going to it now like and in a Hispanic household you you're supposed to go to college all this crap to satisfy their you know, your parents and all whatnot, you know, it's just like, this, this is not for me. It's never been for me. Like I've been saying this since I was little and just people don't listen. Cause I can't compare to anybody. So then I was like, all right, screw it. It's either, I want to do something for myself. And it's always been in the kitchen. So I went to be a chef and not to brag or anything, but I was really good at my job. Like everywhere I went, the chefs didn't want me to leave. And I was actually cooking in Marina Del Rey one day. And it was actually a, a sushi restaurant, a really good one, you know, like, I think Khloe Kardashian used to show up sometimes too. So it was, it was like, no joke. I was cooking for real. Damn. And I remember I was sitting there. I was like, man, I'm getting paid well. I was like 19, 18. I'm getting paid well. I'm going to college still getting out of like job at three in the morning, go to class 6am. Cause you know, I wake up early as hell, get my stuff done. But man, even behind the kitchen, no matter how much money I make, there's no way I can have a business where I can impact people where I can, like I told you guys once, like, I really want to touch people, like, not inappropriately, just touch them mentally, you know what I mean? Just touch them and do something in their lives. Because when you grow up in the so-called ghetto, which I grew up with a lot of gang members around me and just pretty, pretty bad experiences with people, but they have potential. It's just your surroundings are, are just go to college. If you make it out of college, you'll have a job no matter what. And it's not how life works. The older you get, you start looking at that as like, it's all BS. I have people who graduated with higher GPAs than me with the same degree as me. And they're still looking for a job. It's been over five years, four years since I've graduated. So it's like three years. Sorry. It's like, it's, it's not going to work. Like it's not, it's not the way of life. So I'm just like, there's gotta be a way for me to use the gusto that I am, the personality that I have, the skills that I have and take it out to the world. And that was just, this is not for me, you know, in the kitchen, as much as I love it, as much as I know I'm good at it and I'll always be good at it, but it's, I got to do something different. So that's when I started getting into like more marketing. I was like, I love food so much, this market for restaurants and all that type of stuff. So I was like doing it, obviously it wasn't financially the best, but that's what really gave me that personal breakthrough to say, you know, what? I got to do it. 
And it was all alone. I've had no experience, same as probably Priscilla and Jim, that have someone who's had a business to show you the ins and outs. I just took that leap of faith. And then um, to kind of get you guys to know why, why the heck am I with Jim and Priscilla? The reason is because Jim is my partner now currently, and thank God we are. But um, the reason I met Jim and gave me that extra personal growth was because I actually had a client's. Um, was one day I was sitting in my car and I was not making enough money with the clients that I currently had was, you know, currently starting off three months in. I was sitting in my car and I was doing Uber Eats as embarrassing as it sounds. I didn't want to tell Jim at the time because I was embarrassed. And I was looking at him. I was like, I got to look for other clients who pay higher, which was real estate at the time. And still, we still do that. But um, I messaged Jim on Facebook. It was this many chat, his little chat bot stuff that he's taught me later. And I was like, yo, Jim, I need to talk to you, man. Um, what is it about real estate marketing that you do, blah, blah, blah. And then we talked a little bit. And then later in the day, because I think that was 11 a.m., around 5 p.m., I want to say, we got on a call. And that's when like, he helped me like with more like the mentality that you got to invest in yourself. So that was another like personal growth that really got me into entrepreneurship. Because when you live, again, in that mindset with the Hispanic household, Hispanic families, you're not going to have that mindset, oh, invest yourself $1,000. $1,000 when it comes to investing yourself is really nothing. When you spend $10,000 and up, that's really good. That's a good investment, you know? So that's what Jim taught me. And then that's how I met Jim, literally through a chat bot. To a chat bot, we talked, and then we got on a call. And then from there, we just, we got along and really, I think, developed into a beautiful thing, which is now a partnership in, in business and I've learned a lot. Same thing as like Priscilla, you know, I learned through the whole sales funnels, all this stuff. And I develop more as a person to be more salesy, more of a business mindset when it comes to that. Cause I have a bunch of ideas, a lot of, you know, dreams that I want to fulfill and I will, but I think Jim and every experience I've had throughout life so far, it's really helped me develop to where I am now in entrepreneurship. Damn, that's that's really dope, man. It's a different, yeah, it's a different story for sure. It, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not common, but it's it's a good one, I think, for me. Yeah, and I think most people from like like kind of like I guess ghettoish or poorer areas can relate to that. Because I remember yeah. I live next to an alley, like literally next to the alley. That's where I live, like in a in a crappy little like house. It's like it's almost like an apartment where there's like four houses next to each other. And then, like, the neighbor would always drink and smoke. And, like, sometimes I'd have the window open. And then, like, I'll be chilling, sitting on the sofa. And then I'm, like, who the hell's smoking, like, cigarettes? And then it's, like, the, the neighbor just, like, smoking a cigarette right next door. But the houses are so compact together that it's, it feels like he's smoking in the living room right next door. <laughs> he was. Is your uncle? But, like, I, when I was in that situation, I didn't know that I was, like, thinking back. Like, I'm, like, I literally live next to an alleyway with, like, a alcoholic next to me like I didn't think about like when you're a kid and you just grow up next to that environment it just becomes a normal I'm like oh okay maybe like I'll just like drink beer smoke just hang out all day like the guy that's right next to me so it's good to like leave that environment and then come back um, and that's why I really like being where I'm at right now it's so different compared to like where I grew up it's just like this huge acre uh, freaking property like there's like a pond with like a little boat there's like horses I'm just like this environment is like amazing if if somebody could develop themselves in an amazing environment they set themselves up to live in an amazing life like if they just can set that themselves up like that um, but obviously nobody not everybody has decisions on or can make that decision especially as a kid but once you do have that ability, it's like, it's so important to choose your environment, the people around you and like the whole thing, everything around you is so important to just pick or else it's going to be picked for you. And yeah. most likely not in a positive way. It's just going to be like natural. You live in the alley with this guy that just smokes all day. Um, and that's, that would be life if you don't pick what you want and it will just pick whatever it wants for you. Yeah, it's a mindset, I think, too. It's like you I think you can develop that mindset, but it's really you're born with it or you're not, you know, but I think later in life you can develop it for, for sure. But I think I don't think Jim and myself or Priscilla, even yourself, Greg, is like we don't want that path. We're going to fucking do something different. That's it. And I don't give a fuck how long it takes. But we're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But I think that's 
because I mean, there's still a lot of people living in the ghetto. There's still people. I I've gone back to Gardena, I think two weeks ago, and I was looking. I talked to some like really old friends I used to talk. They still had that same mindset. Like, oh, bro, I just I just need to get my first car now. I'm just like first car, like, dude. I got that shit when I was in high school. Like I I got bigger goals. You know, you can't relate, but it's just I think it's in you, and you if you let that surrounding keep trapping you in, like that guy in the alley or the ghetto people where I used to live, it's it's gonna consume you and make you into that person eventually. So that's how important to have that circle now that we have, which is us. It, I mean, it's everything, you know, and, and Jim, you, you brought up a fantastic point. When you grow up around this and you're a kid, this is like your, your default, you know, and, and you don't even think about the things that you're going through as like abnormal, like, uh, <clears throat> like, I'm, like some of my listeners here, you know, know my story in terms of growing up in a household that had domestic violence and seeing my uncle snort cocaine in my living room. Oh, and, and like these experiences had rubbed off on me and see, and like having my dad's friends were like crips in the backyard is <laughs> like, all this is like, Oh, this is normal. Right. Yeah. And I didn't even know that I had like PTSD to like two years ago or it's like, I didn't even know that what I went through was like abnormal, not like a normal childhood. Like that was that, that doesn't happen for everybody and your brain had developed uh, differently, but the you're 100% right. You know, I, I think the default outcome is decay. If you just think, if you just let life just go take its course, it's going to go to decay. Like you're not going to, it's not going to just all work out. You have to make sure that you take control of it and you have to direct your ship because yeah. if not, it's just going to go wherever wherever it wants. And it's never going to be exactly where you want. And another thing is a lot of people don't know exactly what they want. Did you guys have to take time to like write down exactly what your goals are and what, what you're looking for and what you want out of life? Or like, what did that process look like for you? Ladies first, go Priscilla. All right. So it's funny because I did write a goal and I wrote it with Jim. Actually, we had this whiteboard when we first moved out of college. We wanted to um, find an apartment near a nine to five. So we lived actually in Roland Heights and we had this like cute little apartment. And then we before we moved out, though, we had this goal we wanted to have um, so that we'd be able to um, accomplish them. And mine was like to have at least three clients. And at the time I was like, three clients would be like amazing. I'd be set. Like, it'd be so amazing to have these. And then, um, and like, I feel like writing them down definitely have helped me manifest those goals because uh, if I didn't write them down, I didn't know like exactly what I should be aiming for. And surprisingly, like after I wrote that, like it became more than three, like I ended up selling like to people who bought my ebook and then became like long-term clients. And like right now, I think I've helped over like 40 people, 40 plus. Um, and, and it's just like been really amazing. Yeah. Through, throughout. So like the goals is definitely important to have, like once you envision it, you can go out and uh, you can go out and know exactly what, you need to do to get there. But if you don't have a clear end goal, it's like it's like making progress to a ladder that leads you to nowhere. And when it comes to like your your goals that you guys set, is it is it like um is it more short term? Do you also write down like in five years, 10 years where you're like, all right, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I believe is like in front of me. I can do this. And let me put my focus towards that. What did that look like? Yeah, so I remember um, about the whiteboard Priscilla was talking about. So, like, it was a really interesting whiteboard because um, I remember when I didn't have, like, like, I was at my 9 to 5. I was like, I want a completely different reality. I was like, what can I quantify on this board that means I'm moving in the right direction? Um, it could be a long – it could be a big goal. It could be a small goal. But I was like, these, this quantifiable data right here means I'm moving in the right direction. And for me, it was just getting clients uh, for running ads for them. So like, um, I didn't have any clients at the time. I never really uh, did any sales before that, like nothing like actual sales sales. Like it was more like just talking to people. But um, when I wrote down on that board, I think I wrote down like 
uh, one client in a certain amount of dates. Um, and then I remember I had that board up and I told Priscilla about it. And then she was like, okay, we'll see. And then I'll be like, all right, we'll see. And then um, I remember there some time didn't like nothing was happening for a, a couple months. And then I upped the goal. I was like, okay, I haven't uh, got anything here, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. That means I just need to keep going and do something differently. So I upped the goal to like three clients or something like that on the whiteboard. And then I would see it every day. So every day I would be like, okay, three clients. So I'm going to work right now. But when I come back home, this board is going to be here still. And I'm going to be remembered that that's my goal. So just right, every day I looked at it. And then once it happened, I I looked back at the board and I was like, wait, that was my goal. Why didn't I aim higher? Like that was like, I, I could have definitely done that and more. Um, but it was funny because also I talked to Priscilla about this and like, we, I think it was like a on written on a paper or something like that. And we opened that paper again and we we're like, remember when your goal was like, I think she said uh, she wanted one client and I was like, aim for a little bit more. And then she put down three or something like that. And I was like, remember when your goal was three and now you're like 10x that? And I was like, isn't this so crazy? Like, but it, if you didn't write it down and set that as a goal, like maybe not, none of that would have happened. Like, but once you actually write it down and you set yourself with it and look at it every like day, that's how you kind of create confidence is because like, if you say, I'm going to do this and then you do it, it's just like actualization, actualizing your goals is like how you create the confidence. So I definitely think it's important not just to write your goals, but like big goals, like big dreams. Like uh, sometimes I like writing that, like I have like $10 million in the bank account. And I actually feel in tune with that when I write it down, like my mindset changes and uh, not just like I'm going to, but I create, like just using that framework, like I create money, I create power. Like if you say you don't have time, say I create time like I create this, like, how can you create and, and put that as a goal? Um, and just become like confident, like that's, that's who you are. I'm a creator of money. I'm a creator of happiness. I'm a creator of smiles, whatever you want to create, you just write it down and then you just believe it. Um, so I think it's huge. I, re I really like it. And I know Gusto also writes down like this stuff, his affirmations and things like that a lot too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Um, and actually, it was from the 5 a.m. calls that we started because I started writing them down, just not that way in that, I would say, format, which was write them down as if you already have them. So I have, a, well, let's say if you're like more house based, multi-million dollar home, I have Ferrari, which is not my stuff, but I'm just saying it, for example. I have this, I have that, I fulfilled $3,000 worth of sales in one day or something like that, something like that, right? So that's when I started changing that format because I remember we 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 brought, I actually brought it up to you I think before the call at 5 a.m. and we we talked about a Grand Cardone something like that he started writing it that way so that's how we started adopting that and ever since then it's like it does it really changes your mentality and and if you write it on a whiteboard which is even better I recommend anybody to get it because when I have my home I'm gonna have a room it's just like whiteboards it's a cube of whiteboards because it's it's super super important to have but. Once you see it, even on a down day, because I don't want to, I think I'll be BS if I say I'm having a great day every single day. It's not like that. But when you see it, just like Jim said, it kind of elevates your your mentality. You know, you get that that confidence back and you're just like, no, fuck it. I got to keep going. So, yeah, writing your goals as if they already happen is essential as well, I believe. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my first mentors, he would say that the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So you tell yourself, like, I've done this, you know, similar yeah. to what Priscilla's talking about with manifesting, right? It's like you're bringing that in because you you believe that it's yeah. possible. And with Jim, when you talk about thinking bigger, I think there's a whole book on this. I think it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. And like once you set that bar up higher, I think even Uncle G said, uh, would you rather come up short of making a million dollars or would you rather come up short of making a hundred thousand dollars? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, because like that, that bar is raised up higher. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And 10 exit. 100%. So mm -hmm. we were, were talking about surroundings. I want to know in terms of like the people that you have grown up with or maybe even your parents, how do they see you with like what the stuff that you're doing? Are they like super supportive? Are they like, yeah, go. That's awesome. Or they're like, hey, you should play it safe. Like who are they? Are they in your corner? Like your, your, 
your family and like your old friends what's your life look like in that area i can go first so it's it's a really interesting situation but um honestly like i don't even like the people that don't follow or don't believe like i just zone them out like i just focus on people that are like okay you're on the same board let, you're on the same boat let's let's just do this um because i don't i expect people to understand or i don't care if people understand sometimes like let's say it's my parents um for example my dad understands and he kind of understands what, what i'm trying to do so i talk to him about it but like my mom she's somewhere else she doesn't like really understand entrepreneurship she doesn't understand business she doesn't understand like what i'm trying to do so she, she will be more doubtful and like that's perfectly fine. I, I, she's still my mom. I love her. Like I, I just don't tell her about it. So like, it, I don't try to mix it up too much um, with people that don't understand it. So like, I, I could imagine if I did try to force like that belief or that thing, which maybe in the past I, I used to do more, like I would have a really hard time and I'm like, man, I can't believe my mom doesn't believe in this or whatever. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that have faced that where like they're doing something and maybe their their brother, their mom, someone close to them doesn't believe it and they question it and they just breathe in all this doubt in the other person's mind. Um, and that's that's toxic. So like anything that anybody that just doubts, I'm, I just understand that situation, that perspective. And I'm just like, OK, I'm, I'm on this other boat. Um, but the people that do understand, like I'll tell them more about it. But uh, that would be like what I would say is like, if, if people don't understand, that's perfectly natural. Um, Cause I've seen that happen. And when I focus on it too much, it's like, it, it just breeds more like insecurity. So like, I, I don't focus on it. I just focus on the people that are on board. Um, but yeah, I definitely had that a little bit where people didn't see or understand. Um, but I just, I just get over it real quick after that. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, and, and also, like accepting the fact, you, knowing where you're like, what your kind of relationship you have with those kind of people just saying like, all right, I know what I can talk about, talk to them about. I know what I can't talk to them about. And that's okay. No, no harm, no foul. I don't have any negative feelings. It's just, it's just, that's just the situation, what it is. Right. What about you, Priscilla? Um, yeah. Um, I, I would say like, thankfully like my parents are pretty supportive. Like my mom even has like fake Facebook ghosts, Instagram accounts and Facebook accounts, just like supporting my content. Um, but initially they probably did think it was like sort of like a risky route, but um, over time they kind of just, they're just really supportive. Like every time we go to like my mom um, parents' house, like they, they always ask about like my business, how's Jim's business. So they're just like very curious about like the entrepreneurial journey but to add on to what Jim said it's like very important to obviously be surrounded by people like yourself Greg and like people who like a gusto and like just have this like positive mindset of like you're just trying to you're out here just trying to build something and nothing really can stop you because once you start adding the mix of trying to convince someone to like your entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey or convince them to be entrepreneurs it's just like some people are not ready for that path yet and it's like no point to just waste time you know forcing on that 100 percent. yeah what's that look like for you gusto well, it was similar in a way. Um, I think, well, I, I mainly, you know, I, I'd grown up with my mother. So I was like the main person. My father wasn't really in the picture. But initially, my mother was just like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Because I was going to drop out of college. And I was just like, I'm done with this crap. Like, I hate it. And then when I told her my idea of what I wanted to do and how to start off, because I think the whole point is to invest in future businesses, at least in my point of view, and just keep investing in a smart way, she was like, no, that's, that's just dumb. So obviously as, as the person who raised me at the time, you know, like it was just like, it, it was rough, but then eventually how all parents, I think react when he starts coming in, you start helping out a lot more and they're just like, Oh shit. Okay. And I'm just like, yeah, unfortunately I had to shut you up that way with my actions. But now that she definitely supports me, if anything, she gets me, she has a lot of connections in LA now. So she um gets me into like little sh social circles and all of that. Actually going to, Apparently she's going to connect me to some other business guy and all that stuff, which is good. So, so I think more than anything, she sees the the grit that I have that I'm not going to stop. And 
but as far as that circle yeah mainly i think it was mainly my mother friends and stuff like they didn't really understand but again it's it's kind of like you start weeding out who really does and doesn't understand it and it's not just to be like have yes men around you it's to actually keep growing so that's why i kind of reached out in this case for jim you know like, and then we had that hiking three the hiking trail with all of us so it's like i think it's the whole point is who gives a fuck you know what people say whether it's your family whether it again my mother is the most important part in, in my life so if i didn't give a fuck what she said you shouldn't really care what anybody says you just got to keep going prove them wrong and not just for them but for yourself so yeah definitely it's not easy route but you got to push through absolutely you know um i'm extremely fortunate my parents considering the the life that they grew up with you know being around gangs uh, like their only standard for like me and my sister was this as long as you're not in a gang like we're okay with that <laughs> yeah so when i went to tell my mom that i'm dropping out of college she goes okay well what are you gonna do i'm like well i'm gonna be i'm, I'm going in sales and I explained it. She listened to it. And she's like, okay, my dad, same thing. He's like, all right, sounds good. And like, what's the plan? And it's the, it's the coolest thing ever. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to have that support. That's awesome. And I think, I think the biggest thing that made the, like the biggest difference ever in my, in my life, you know, cause I, I, sh- I'm so grateful. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't be here. You know, like the, the kind of stuff that I've gone through, you know, having the kind of parents I have and the upbringing that I had the, how it turned out is such a rare case. I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. But the biggest thing that made the biggest difference is having ambitious people around you and having that strong social circle, people who can, you can talk to and have these kind of discussions with and, and talk deeper about life and talk about, you know, um, for happiness and fulfillment and not necessarily, um, like the same, like, I feel like we've been marketed a certain way of like, this is what's going to bring you happiness. And it, it's just like this whole superficial thing, like these, like this, uh, all this, all this big ass house or these, these cars or all, all this, all these different things. Right. We, we tend like, and people tend to envy that, like, Oh, that, that is what brings me happiness. And, and I know you hear ha- like do some things that bring you your own internal happiness. And a big thing that you, that you do is I know you are big into breath work and meditation. So what do you do that helps you out in terms of like keeping yourself leveled and, and, and appreciative and happy, even when things aren't going your way? Yeah, I, I can start on this one. I actually did it just a couple of days ago. And I said, Jim's my partner, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, good things and bad things. And past couple of weeks have been pretty rough for me, man. Dumb little obstacles, simple as like yesterday, I had a little fallout where I couldn't make it to the call. But um, what I do, especially to keep me level-headed is, um, since I did live in a ghetto, I wasn't too far away from the beach, maybe 20 minutes at the time. Now I'm like 10 minutes away. So I would go to the beach and literally just breathe. Not exactly, not like a whole process like Jim taught me later, but just breathe and relax and just hear the ocean. And then around the beach is obviously beautiful houses and everything. So my way of coping with any kind of stress is just literally getting away from the toxic environment, which whatever you consider it to be at the time and just go out, breathe, relax, take everything out of your mind, read your goals again after, and just really just remember why you're doing this in the first place. You know, it's not because I know a lot of business people or people on Instagram or social media, they tend to show just the bright spots and yes, it's beautiful and all, but there are a lot of rough patches, a lot. There's probably a lot more rough patches than good sometimes, especially getting to where you want to be. So but my coping is literally going to the beach, somewhere where it's more nature-based, relaxing and breathing and just appreciating and being grateful for what's going on now because it's part of the process and it's part of why you are where you are. So definitely in finding nature. All reliable. Always, yeah. Yeah. And I would say the same thing. It's nature. <clears throat> I just reflect back on breath work. So like, if you don't practice breath work, um, even if, it, if you just have like five minutes, I think a breath work really resets you so that you uh, become more aware of like the little things around you. Like uh, once you're aware of the little things around you, you can be grateful for a lot of things. Right. So like, if you're not, if you don't know what breath work is, it's pretty much just only breathing very deeply nothing else for like 5 10 15 minutes or more 
And when you only do that, it's, it puts you in a meditational state. Um, but the cool thing about it that I, I like to think about is like when we're cavemen, uh, when we were cavemen, like we literally had nothing. Like we did not have these nice houses, these nice cars, like these this nice environment, like good food, DoorDash, whatever we want at our door. Like literally we can del- have almost anything at our doorstep. And it's just like uh, crazy. So like if we just look back at a time in the past, well, we didn't have that. Um, and we, we become aware that in the present, we do have that. Of all, all these little things that we have, like, that's what really helped me uh, be more grateful. Like if I think back, like where I was three years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago, and where I am now, I was just like, yes, there's bumps in the roads where like maybe there's a loss or there's something that happens. But overall, it's just been trending upwards. And uh, when you just look at the trends overall, like we're just constantly progressing, um, you can sit back and just breathe and take it in that like, okay, maybe you had something that didn't happen today that you wanted to happen, or maybe like overall you're, there's an issue happening in yourself or you're in your business. But as long as you're like constantly making that little progress and you reflect and just sit back and, and watch, chances are you're where you're supposed to be. And the challenge that you're facing is for a really good reason that is happening for you. But if you become aware of why it's happening, you can use that for good. Like you can use the, you can become aware of what's happening, what the problem is and use that problem for something good in your life, in your business. So like sometimes there, there's like a challenge that I'm facing and I'll just go walk, go for a walk and I'll breathe in. And I'm not even thinking about business or I'm not even thinking about anything. But then because I'm in that state, like just enjoy and, and happy, like I try to get to that happy state. I get an idea and that idea helps me in what I was doing previously. Like one time I was walking with Priscilla just up this like little hike area. And uh, in, in the business that me and Agusa are in, like sometimes we get Facebook ad account shutdowns and like, yeah. and uh, it affects the business. If we, we forget, if we lose a lot of accounts. So then I was like, just going on a walk, just enjoying my day. And then I had this idea of how we can get like a shit ton of them without really struggling as much to get them. And uh, if I didn't just take a second to go out, relax, do something I enjoyed, take a deep breath, become aware of the situation, that idea probably wouldn't have happened in that way or at that time frame. Um, so just like sometimes stepping out and just breathing and, and reflecting is like all you really need to do. Simple, just go out, breathe, relax, and then come back. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is so powerful. Um, in in Cal Newport's book, I think it's in Cal Newport's book, uh, or is it getting things done? Uh, they talked about we have different modes of operation, right? We have like our, our default mode. That's where our brain is constantly craving novelty. You're checking email, Instagram, Facebook, and that's like the the mode that 99% of people are in. And then we have uh, our task positive mode, which is when we're like immersed and uh, we're working hard and it requires all of our cognitive resources to go into a specific task. And then we have our task negative mode. And that's like where we're, we have our shower thoughts where we're like, uh, we step away and we go into like some kind of meditation. We have a meditation walk. And it's funny you say that I actually have a, a buddy of mine who was going on like a meditation walk similar to what you were doing, not even thinking about business or anything like that. We're, we're trying to come up with a breakthrough, but just going on a walk in nature and he was saying he had this realization that he needs to part ways with his business partner. And he, he made that decision and he just felt like it would just, it was the right thing to do for both of them because of where they were, the, the directions that they were headed in. And um, it wasn't sitting down at the desk, but it was taking a breath and getting away. And that's when it opens up your mind to, to different possibilities and taking your mind off the task. And this is the same thing for you, Priscilla. Are you, you also immerse yourself in nature as well? Yes, we're huge like nature like lovers and we love going hiking and like seeing places and just getting a lot of fresh air and Washington has a lot of that right now so it's good. And I see yo you guys were out in Seattle so you guys are traveling doing your thing what, what like what's next on the list what does it look like are you guys staying in places for a month at a time two months at a time It's uh it's kind of like however we're really flexible so like whatever we find, um, it's it's gonna be so like it's an interesting story because 
the place we're at right now is super nice, right? But we weren't going to stay here because we booked a different Airbnb. And the interesting part was that, like, like I mentioned earlier, it happens for, for you, not to you. So, like, the first Airbnb that we booked and said, like, we went and it was disgusting. It was, like, dirty. The lady was, like, still cleaning when we got there. So we ended up not staying there. And we booked a different Airbnb um, because it was just too dirty for us to stay there. So we got a different Airbnb, which eventually led us here. Um, so we're just going uh, as we as we go right now. Like um, the place we have next after this one is like is called Vashon Island. It's literally like an island. Um, and the best part is that we're pretty much staying there for free. All we got to do is take care of like these uh, these dwarf goats. Um, and it's a super nice location. Um, and uh, so we're kind of going as we we're going freely, like as wherever. Then we're going to visit like uh, Priscilla's parents for like Thanksgiving and birthdays and stuff like that. Um, and then after we're going to be like in NorCal for some time. And then hopefully we're going to meet with Augusto somewhere in between. Yes, sir. And then we're going to go up up Washington, back uh, back up Washington. So it's kind of like in the west coast but it's really free like like we're just going however we find best whatever is the best experience and this is the cool thing that i realized too is that um like when you're just traveling freely without a set plan like uh i don't know if you're religious or not but i would say like there's like said something that just like creates a path for us like like this place has been so nice and the place before was so nice i was like dude we were meant to be here Something led us to be in this spot because uh, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's like there's like an invisible hand guiding us and taking us to nice places. And we're just going freely. Like, we don't have a set plan or anything like that. Yeah. And, yeah, that's how I like to travel too. Just no plan, just going. I mean, talk about the American dream. I mean, it's amazing what the internet has been able to do for for so many people especially with like the four-hour work week because i know you you do that right you 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 do coaching to help people free themselves up from their location and also allow themselves to travel as well yeah yeah that's some dope shit man so you moved from so you're still doing the real estate but you're also doing helping people out with their their business the main thing right now is running ads facebook ads that's that's what we're we're doing the most thing and uh, people, anybody can learn that skill is a cool thing is just how to run ads and you can work from anywhere for doing that. So it's, it's really like teaching people how to run ads. Um, and we found a, a niche that we really like, which is called, it's pretty much affiliate marketing. So we run ads to affiliate offers and then we profit from the ads that way. Yeah. Damn. That's interesting. So, hey, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. We're, we're, we're at about an hour. Um, what would be some advice you would give to somebody who wants to also be able to become location independent and wants to listen to that voice that's in the back of their head that's saying to do this, but maybe they're having some fear to do that. Uh, what would be your best advice to help them along on their journey? Who wants to kick us off? I'll start, I'll start on this one. Uh, I'll basically give myself advice, like, you know, a couple years back. It's taking the first step because I know people say just do it, just throw yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. But I think if you take that first step, let's say you pick up a book of entrepreneurship, for example, or you set up your, what's it called, your LLC or something like that, or start picking a niche, a niche. I would say taking that first step of doing that, picking up a pen, or whatever it may be, do it. Just do that first step. And then from there, it's going to keep coming more and more. You start taking the next step and the next step slowly, but surely you're going to get to where you want to be. Because I think for me, it was that um, make, taking the first step of, you know, investing in myself, which was in social media, right, which is marketing and all that stuff. Um, I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I was just like, I'm fed up. I took the first step. But a pretty a, a small program just to kind of teach me the ins and outs about like Facebook marketing and stream. And that's what really helped me. And then after that, I started figuring out, you know, what? I got to read this book. I got to do this thing. I got to open up an LLC. I got to do this and that. So taking that first step, initial step of 
picking up that book, picking up that pen, writing your goals down, whatever it is, is going to get take you there. But you got to take that initial step. Always. Boom. Take the next steps. First step, yeah. What about you, Priscilla? Um, well, I think like you hit like a really good point. Like a lot of people have these goals, but they don't go out and achieve them. And I think a big part of them is because they feel like they're not worthy of accomplishing those goals. And I think my personal, you know, advice would be to really envision yourself. Like if you were to step into that person who already have time, location, you know, financial freedom, who would that person be? How would that person act? And when you start acting that person, you're going to start, you know, making actions towards the goals that you've set. So I think it really comes down to seeing, believing it and feeling that you are successful inside. doesn't matter what, you know, like you said, the market marketing tells you, you need to have a big house, you need to have fancy cars to be successful. Your success comes from inside, whatever you want it to be. Maybe it's like, you know, like me and Jim, like living a very minimalistic lifestyle. And right now we literally just have like two luggages and like our Instapot and we like just traveling, road tripping. Like that's our version of being happy now, not having like, you know, all these materialistic things by bounding us down. Um, and yeah, so it's just, I think once you step into that person, you are, you want to be, you will become who, who you are meant to be. Sorry. That's kind of, <laughs> that's powerful. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest thing too is, uh, cause I, we could have done this a long time ago, but we didn't set that goal or we didn't set that expectation earlier. Um, and I think that was something we should have done because sometimes people set, think a goal is something that they can't accomplish. Um, like I thought like, oh, maybe when you're living remotely or where you're just traveling, it's going to be more expensive or maybe it's unachievable or maybe it's too difficult or whatever. But it's really not like you can achieve it and it's really not that expensive. You can budget it really easily. Um, it's mostly just setting the goal to do it is a is a biggest step and then after that is if you have that goal how can you become the person with the skills to accomplish that goal so it's really learning a skill that can support living remotely like uh digital marketing facebook ads anything online that you can make a dollar with you can eventually like scale it if you if you get good at it um so like if you if you learn digital skills that can make you money that's important so that you can support your lifestyle but another thing is like not even spending a lot of that money uh, that you do earn, like being minimalistic, like spending it wisely where it makes a return on investment. But I think becoming minimalistic is like huge because um, if you just buy too much shit, you're going to end up with less like of what you really need. Um, so just be minimal min minimalistic and just hold on to it. Uh, whatever you do have, like um, I don't have that much clothes. But I, I have like this computer that is way more important than more clothes. Um, just investing in the things that are going to make a return and being minimalistic with everything else. Um, and yeah. then if you have that goal of traveling or going, working online or just being somewhere different, creating a new environment for yourself, the biggest thing is just doing it because there's going to be a lot of things that tell you not to do it. But if you just do it and not listen to that you're going to be able to do it way faster um so just doing it is is huge because um there was one point where there was like something that ticked me off one day and i was like you know what priscilla i think we're just gonna do it like and we just decided on it and it wasn't even like a conversation we we're just like we're gonna do it that's it and and that's how it has to be sometimes you just have to make a decision like if you want to do this just do it like indecision is a decision in itself and it's just going to be like, like delaying whatever you actually want. So like, just make a decision um, and just do it if you really want it. But I think it's been awesome, honestly. Um, it's so much more fun and exciting to just be like out here doing new things, new environments. And I think it's good for your brain too to have these new experiences. Because once it has that new experience, it grows in a certain way and it doesn't go back. Like it's, it's, it's just a growing experience for your mind to just see different environments like that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure you you wouldn't trade it for the world. Um 
that that's incredible i love seeing you what you guys are up to and seeing the uh, like that place where you're at right now looks amazing um so where can people get in contact with where, where, where can they find you let's kick us off jim the uh, facebook group for our workweek tribe self-actualization for entrepreneurs uh right now we're just posting a bunch of uh kind of engaging content uh but later on we're going to be posting something more bigger and better opportunities to actually be part of it a lot more it's gonna be awesome trust me oh yeah so many ideas that's the best place solid and what about for you priscilla um i have a facebook group too so it's called influencers strategies growth and monetization so if you look me up on that face uh you look up that facebook group you'll find me and you can reach out and learn how to build like your personal brand and monetize your following and everyone's very friendly there even even um people like influencers have already been in the game for a couple of years they're always willing to network with people um share their knowledge so it's great thanks for ship and augusto same thing, four-hour work week, man. That's that's the main group we want everybody to go. You'll see us there with their ugly faces. Well, Jim's pretty, but my brown face is going to be there. We're talking all the time in videos and stuff, but content's going to get really, really excited. I'm telling you guys now, it's it's getting to the point where we're going to start transitioning into more like helpful content, but exciting content as well. It's going to be a little bit different. So the four-hour work, uh, work, four work week group, you'll, you'll find us both there. Awesome. So everybody go check out, go join their Facebook groups. And um, man, I want to have some more conversations in the future about entrepreneurship and, and, and this kind of stuff. I know we can go a lot deeper if we did like, even like a, like a going as deep as like Joe Rogan, like three hours. I know I, without a doubt, we can do that. So uh, yeah. thank you guys for joining us here today. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank you yep. for having us. Have a good one, man.